Here's a story of a spiritual tradie. Impossible. Who is raising the vibration of the world? Ego much? Alchemist turning lead to gold. Go, go, go. Like no other. No, no, no. And doing bicep curls. It's the story of a man named Trady. And he was spiritual. He's the eldest of three boys you know. Was in the concrete and stormy weather. But now he's going home. Home, home. Because one day this simple tradie met a fellow. Oh, hello. Who gave him a mantra with a punch. Started a podcast and it went viral. And then what? And that's the way we all became the tradie bunch. The tradie bunch. Oh, yeah. The tradie bunch. The tradie bunch. That's the way we became the tradie bunch. Yeah, that was good. If you'd like to learn to meditate, check out DanielTuckerMeditation.com. Oh, hello and welcome to the Spiritual Tradie Podcast. Monica Shepard, how are you? I'm really well, thanks, Dan. Thank you for having me. No problems. Where are you? Um, I live in Melbourne. And oh, the, lo- the lockdown city. That's the one. <laughs> wow. Stage yeah. four today, right? Um, I, ha- I haven't checked the news yet, but, yeah, there was a big possibility. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I, I grew up in Queensland, actually where it was sunny, but I am sure that I'm here for a reason and mm-hmm. just really feeling into that and really focusing. So, yeah. yeah. So, so you were in Queensland or you were meant to be? Um, I grew up there and right. where it was sunny. So, but now I am, <laughs> I'm treasured to be in cold lockdown city. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting. So many people I've spoken to, they actually feel quite okay about this. Yeah, yeah. It's a mixed. Yeah. It's a mixed response. There's some people that are okay. Some people that are really angry. You know, mm-hmm. there's obviously a lot of frustration because a lot of people's businesses are, you know, going mm-hmm. under as we speak because they've been restricted so much. I personally yeah. feel like we should. They should be. A, we should have the choice to decide whether we want to. You know participate and open businesses up and if people want to you know expose themselves they have the right to if they they feel healthy and we should look after the people that 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 don't feel that they feel like they are vulnerable and and give them you know the protection and the support to to isolate you know yeah i, I know what you're saying um yeah. but i guess a lot of that does seem out of our control and there is that uncertainty that we're all living with um and even though there are a lot yeah. of people who, you know, are, are literally going back to the drawing board and going, you know, my business could survive one lockdown, but two is yeah. just too difficult. Um, I think on the positive side, there are a lot of people who are really focusing on their health and on themselves. And yeah, even though I want to be aware of everything that's going on. What was that? Sorry. Yeah, but that's 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 a good news then. If it, and it's, hopefully that's one thing that it has done, brought to light um, people's health and you know uh, yeah. the, the fact we need to pay pay a bit more attention to the outcomes we get, whether it's through chronic disease or whatever later on in mm. life. That these are all our responsibility right now, and we have to take take control of our health and 
and stop just relying on the system that seems to be failing us. You know, it seems to produce sick people consistently. And so, um, yeah. you know, the more, more people taking, taking responsibility for their health, the better, I think. Yeah, and no, I agree. And, you know, a lot of people, I think it's easy to put yourself and your own health on the back burner and go, I'll deal with that later when I have time, mm -hmm. you know, magically yeah. I'll have this time in the future. That's just <laughs> that I, that I don't have now. And <laughs> so I think to be really aware of that and going, Oh, well now's as good a time as any has been. Yeah. It's been one positive thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's, you know, 2020, what do we say? 2020 vision? Yeah. <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. about you? Um, I always ask this question and sometimes it's tongue in cheek, but uh, it's how did you become spiritual? And I'm presuming yeah. that you, that you are spiritual, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. That's a good presumption. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I was actually raised um, religious. So I was raised a Seventh-day Adventist. So, you know, I guess in that regard, you could say I always was spiritual, but, you know, being religious and being spiritual are two completely different things. Um, can, you, can, you, can, you, can you enlighten me on what Seven Day Adventist means? Yeah, so it's a type of Christian, except um, you could almost say they're a bit more strict, like, you know, they go to church on Saturdays, so they keep Sabbath the same way the Jews do. So from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset, um, you don't work. You try and have your meals cooked. Um, you don't even really do much housework during that time. You essentially avoid traveling too far. Uh, it's a completely a different like lifestyle. <laughs> it's such a different <laughs> lifestyle. And even now for me to think back that, oh, that's how I used to live is, it feels like another lifetime ago and a whole nother identity almost. Um, yeah, it, it's so different. I mean, there's also dietary restrictions. You try to be mindful of how you dress, what you listen to. What's, what's the diet? What's the diet restrictions? Um, so you don't eat any unclean meats. Um, so I, um, I was always vegetarian because that was easier, but in general, even though a lot of Adventists are vegetarian, you just don't eat like, um, prawns or ham or, or certain meats that they deem as not being clean and no alcohol right. either. Yeah. Right, um, right. Yeah. Is it similar to Mormonism? Is it similar to that? Um, Maybe a little bit, maybe a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I don't Who think knows? that they would really like that, <laughs> that point of reference, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point, good point, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah, so... so, so I, you, grew up, you grew up like that? Yeah, so I grew up like that. I was married at 18 in, in the church, which is quite common, and I, when I was in my early 20s and I developed chronic fatigue syndrome, I became quite sick and it just led me on a whole nother journey where I started to realize, oh, there are things that I believe that may not actually fit with this religion. And there's people living completely differently to me and I'm actually okay with that. So it, it started that unraveling and that journey. Um, and I almost became a bit of an atheist for a while, to be honest, you know, learning oh hey not everything that i've learned is true and unraveling that i'm like well maybe nothing is true 
it just seemed like <laughs> an easier thing at the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very, very black and white. I went from this to that. Um, and then living in central Queensland after that period of time was when I had really a big spiritual awakening. I mean, just that place in general where there's that rich indigenous culture and the energy that's there, you know, Rockhampton itself as a city is, is in a valley. So, you know, the way a city is, is creates completely different energy, how it is geographically. And, and that's, that's, is that where you grew up in Rockhampton? Uh, I actually grew up in Brisbane, a bit lower. Bris Vegas, right. you know. So, so just to get a bit of timeline, you moved to Rockhampton um, with your your husband. No, no. So I we had we were already divorced then. So when I left the church was when we got divorced. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as the religion faded, so so did that marriage. Um, yeah, the two couldn't really survive each other. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then what what drew you to Rockhampton? Um, oh, I think just a bit of, a little bit of wanderlust, just a little, just dipping my toes in the water a little bit, just a little bit further away from where I grew up, but you know, not too far. Yeah. 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 And so, so tell us a bit more about the, the place, like this, the actual, you said it was in a valley and it was a spiritual place. I'd never thought of it I, like I, that. I met a, no, no. The, I mean, that was my perspective. I'm sure there's people who live there have a different perspective. Um, but I met a lot of really spiritual people at the time as well. And that's, you know, when I started listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks, when I started reading the celestial prophecy, um, and when I just had a lot of experiences where I was like, okay, um, yeah, things might not be so black and white as religion or atheism. I do believe in source energy and universal energy. And I started to understand manifestation. Um, and it's just been a beautiful journey since then. I feel like I'm always learning more about manifestation. I'm always learning more about universal energy and love and, you know, did that you, heart opening that comes with that. Yeah. Did you follow the curiosity um, as in like into reading and stuff like that? Or was there a practice involved at all? Or like, how was your path like that? Yeah, I, I mean, I was living with a kinesiologist at the time, so that made it really easy. And then all the people I was working with were also really big on kinesiology and energy medicine and past life. So it was like the constant conversation I was surrounded with. So it became not just a daily practice, but almost a continual practice. So I was in this nice little bubble of, of being surrounded with people who were quite awake and it had a lot of awake things and a lot of experiences themselves. Um, but yeah, definitely daily practices with meditation, with, you know, with everything I could listen to and definitely big curiosity with what I started reading, I, you know, from one book to another, it, you know, it just kept going. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And yeah. you said, you said, uh, that was a, a big spiritual awakening in Rockhampton. Mm. Yeah. And then, then where, what happens after that? Wonderlust continued. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm like, where do I go next? Like, um, it's so Melbourne just seems like a natural progression. Of course, I was like, I'm going to be here for 12 months, but it's been eight years now. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, 12 months just got extended a little. Um, but yeah, I think from here, I think that spiritual awakening has, has just continued. Um, and the practices 
have continued as well. Like I've learned a lot about breath work as well. Um, by the time I was here as well, I finished my naturopathy degree. Um, so nowadays I'm really big on teaching people about herbal medicine, be that liquid herbs, essential oils, all about the industry um, because I've gotten to know a lot about how plant molecules want to communicate with us, how they want to heal with us, how they interact with our cells. And that's kind of how in my everyday work, I blend science with spirituality as well, because there's almost like this God molecule, you could say that exists in nature in the plant kingdom. And, you know, the research with that. You're talking about, you're talking about anyone in particular? about any any anyone in particular yeah i know it sounds it sounds a bit out there no i i use a lot of different herbs um right you know because right. i, I, yes, I, I, I do have like, that science background yeah yeah right you i was referring to psychedelics but no no, no. I, I mean i'm not no i understand the purpose that they have but i'm even just general herbs you know even something simple like a herbal tea Believe it or not, that plant is still communicating with you. It's a very different experience to a psychedelic experience, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, I'm, you know, I'm talking about a cup of tea or something like that. But both of them are still communicating with your cells and with your body. And both of them are going to have an effect on your frequency. So... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fascinating. So, yeah. So you're you're a naturopath now. Yeah. Yeah. Is there other things. Um. Oh, I'm I'm predominantly work as a naturopath, but with that, I see everything that you can think of. So you know, I generally focus on people's mental well-being, but everything you can think of comes with that. And as we know, like for your physical health to be really well, you need great emotional, mental and spiritual well-being as well. So it's mm -hmm. nothing is separate. It's all interlinked. And yeah. 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 So how, how are you working at the moment? Are you online now? Yeah, I predominantly was online already just because it enables me to reach more people and reach a larger audience. And so over the last 12 months in particular, and I think when you're working with energy, I've been able to connect with people all over the world. Um, and I can feel as close to somebody who is halfway across the world as somebody who lives next door to me if our energy aligns. So I think that that's one of the beautiful things about technology now. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah. So, so what else? What else do you want to know? <laughs> tell, tell me some stuff. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking. Um, yeah, I, I mean, before lockdown, I was doing a lot of women's circles as well, which were really beautiful. I think that women's men's circles as well is that bringing back that primal need for connection that primal need to grow from each other as well and where we can have similar experiences and find out what's helped somebody else learn and grow and be that mirror for you as well, you know, where you can only see so much of your own perspective, but then somebody else can just help you grow and have a yep. bit more insight. So that's also really beautiful. Yeah. Something yep. I enjoy they're on, doing. They're on hold for the minute, I guess. 
Yeah, for the minute. I mean, you can do circles online, but there is something beautiful and really visceral about doing it in person as well. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, yeah. So, so what about? Yeah. What about? Yeah. Uh, what What about? Um, usually, it's my it's my last question. But what about uh, your favorite spiritual wisdom or quote? Mm, I always love that what you seek is seeking you um, by Rumi. And it's so simple. And I was just having discussion with a friend last night. Where I'm like, I've heard this quote for years and I've mentally known it, but I feel like recently I feel it too. So it's that, and I think when you think about manifestation and I always think of it as, you know, holding on to just a thought or a vision for 17 seconds and letting it go, thinking about how you'll feel when you're in that job or in that place, for example, that you want to be in. Um, and that's nice, but it's also that belief of going, the universe is balanced and what I'm seeking also seeks me too. So whether it's that job or, that's rela or that relationship, that job also wants you, that relationship also wants you as well. So you... Yes, you do your work and whatnot else, but sometimes you allow these things to also find you. You don't always have to go looking for them. And especially, I think, being female and being back in that feminine energy sometimes or, you know, of just being able to receive where in the business world it's always like, you know, rush, 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 go, go, go. Um, yeah, I think it's really beautiful to remember that what you seek is also seeking you. So it's certain um, and that's a really nice vibration to be in. Yeah. Yeah, that is really great. It takes the pressure off too. Yeah. Anything that takes the pressure off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. is always really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, I also meditate daily. I think... Being really busy and being a single mom as well, like my time it is limited. And when I come back to, you know, what's going to keep me sane and keep me going? And even at times where I'm like, okay, I may not have, you know, an, an hour even to exercise today, I don't ever let go of my meditation. That's one mm -hmm. thing that is just non-negotiable. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. How many, how many babies do you have? I have one. I have one daughter and she's seven, so she's not really a baby. <laughs> she's enormous. Oh my God. It's like this. Are you homeschooling? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, my, my hat is off to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I need yeah. it. <laughs> on top, yeah. on top of, on top of running your own business and all that other stuff as well. That's a, that's a superpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, lots of meditating, lots of listening to music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lots. <laughs> lots. <Yeah. laughs> um, how, how do people find you if they want to get in touch and um, have a Zoom session? Yeah, look, I would still say majority of my clients still come to me actually through Instagram. So at I am Naturopath Monica. But of course, I do have a website as well, and that's just theorganicnaturopath.com. Theorganicnaturopath.com. Yeah. I didn't realise when I first did that that a lot of people can't spell naturopath. 
Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It's a good learning lesson. <laughs> Can you spell it for us so we know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Naturopath is N-A-T-U-R-O-P-A-T-H. Yeah, I didn't know how to call it that either. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We all learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, unless you have anything else to share or add, we'll wrap it up. But um, thank you for sharing. It's been, a, it's been a quick episode, but a good one. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah. No, that's Tell okay. us one more story about something that happened in Rockhampton, something crazy and spiritual. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I do remember being out um, at a nightclub with a friend once and doing a card reading for a security guard. It's just a really, you know, very friendly, very iconic Australian town. And so, yeah, we were just literally, I think this guy had a long distance relationship with a girl in Canada and he's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay. Let's do a card reading for you. And, yeah, it was just this, <laughs> <laughs> this really spiritual moment. So anywhere, that's, people, anytime. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Spiritual can <laughs> pop up at any moment. That's right. You just never know. Yeah. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have your cards nearby? Um, oh, almost, yeah. You wanna, do you want to pull one for me? Yep, hold on one second. All right, cool. Wait for it. I'll just keep the people entertained. Hi, if you are looking to learn to meditate, come and join me. I'm running weekly courses, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I really am. Um, and one Monday nights, I do a free intro talk on the value and the benefits of learning to meditate. So come and do it with me, spiritual trading. Okay, are you ready, Dan? I just, a, I just put an advertisement in the podcast. That's, that felt weird. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It, it could be really helpful. It will yeah. be really helpful. I'm just changing my wording it then. Helpful. It is helpful. Yeah. All right, let's hmm. see what's happening. Let's just pull a card for you. So these hmm. are Cosmic Dancer cards. I hope you're ready to dance today. Yes. Okay. I like this. It says flow with divine timing. Ah, oh, I like it. Yeah, I like that too. Mm. Let things happen in their own way at the right time. And we, would you want them to happen any other way? Uh, probably yes, but that'd be wrong, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I like I was, your honesty. I was just... When, when, when you, when you, before you pulled the card, I was, I had the intention of, um, of how do I connect to my feminine? And that was it. Right. Yes. Yeah. So yes. that kind of, that kind of answers that question of just like, allow it to flow with divine timing. All right. It really does that, that you've just almost nailed feminine masculine in its simplicity there. And right. we all need that yeah. masculine structure. But yeah, we need yeah. that feminine receiving, allowing flow as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's an issue. I need to get that sorted out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get, get it sorted, sorted out. out. <laughs> I'm gonna sort it out by surrendering the need to sort it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and allow. Okay, I like it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, I'll Thank allow you. you to do that. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Thanks. so much for joining me this morning. That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'll get Bye. Going. Bye.